we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. You may be seated. That is good. There's no way you can sit in that and not be allow the Spirit of God to just, it's going to be, I mean, if we get to, if we get to experience that here, imagine what heaven's going to be like. I mean, think about it. If we get to experience that, you cannot, you got to check yourself. You got to ask yourself some questions. If you can, if you can hear that and miss it, sleep through it even. Do not, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy to even sleep through it. And be careful. Check yourselves. Check yourselves. Holy Spirit of God, move upon us. Move in us. Move through us. We've been reading through the book of Romans together as a body of Christ this week. Next week, we're going into Hebrews. Go ahead and read Hebrews. We've read Romans this past week together. And the book of Romans is so important. Guys, in the Bible, Romans is... is it's, I don't want to say climactic, but it is so overwhelmingly important for us as believers. We see that there's nothing we can do to earn our salvation. We see that it is a universal problem, sin. Sin is a problem that every single person, period, deals with. Whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Gentile, whatever you are, we cannot save ourselves. We cannot forgive ourselves. We cannot wipe away one sin, period. There's nothing we can do. The Bible tells us, this book tells us, there's, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none who seeks God. There's none who runs after God. Guys, in our flesh and in our fallenness, we are fully tainted. Every aspect of our life is completely tainted with sin. And it begs the question, what are we going to do with that? What, what can we do with that? God's, God's not going to let sin into his perfect heaven. God doesn't let rebellion into his perfect heaven. Think about, think about, you say, well, I'm not that bad of a person. One sin, this book says one sin makes us completely guilty. And we know ourselves. We know our thoughts. We know what this tongue can do. We know what these eyes see. We know what this mind thinks. Do you think for one moment, you say, yeah, but God is good. God is going to, God is just and he's going to overlook that because God is love. Do you think God is going to let that into his perfect heaven? If God allowed, if God allowed what I think into his perfect heaven, I promise you it's not perfect anymore. But that's not how it works. Praise be to God that he saw fit in his omniscience and his gracious, merciful love. He saw fit to demonstrate his love to us in that while we were completely tainted with that sin, God sent his son Jesus to be born of a virgin, to die on a sinner's cross, to take the place that you and I should have had, to take the punishment that you and I rightfully deserve. Christ did for us what we could not do for ourselves. This book tells us, it it literally tells us exactly what to do to trust Christ as Lord and Savior. Look over at Romans chapter 10. Beginning in verse 5, notice this. 
beginning in verse chapter 10, verse 5 says, For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on the law shall live by that righteousness. We learn that there is nobody can live up to every one of the laws. If you break one of the laws, you've broken all the laws. There's nothing we can do. We sin. We, we think sin when... Sin. Brother Shannon, what is sin? To him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. James 4.17. Very easy definition of what sin is. Verse 6 says, But the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? Listen. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. The Bible, as clear as you can possibly ever find in the other 65 books, says this, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the Scripture says, Whoever believes in Him will not be disappointed, for there is no distinction between Jew or in Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on Him. Look at verse 13. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. What an awesome, what an awesome truth. We don't have to wonder we don't have to guess. We don't have to make up a God in our mind and make up a belief system and a religion in our mind. We don't have to say, well, this is what I think it says. No, that's what it says. It does, we don't have to, well, I think I ought to do this, and I've always been told I ought to do this. No, the Bible says that. And it's so awesome that we have it to read. And it also says, for those of us who have trusted Christ as our Savior, those of us who know Jesus, how did you hear about Christ? Remember? Do you remember? Some were kids, some were on up into, I don't know, high school years, college years. Some of you were on up into life. More than likely, someone told you about Jesus. Someone shared Maybe through a church service, maybe a preacher standing, maybe a youth service, maybe a women's event, a men event, a revival. Old school country preacher down the road back in the day, tent revivals, whatever it was, somewhere. But I promise you, you heard the good news. You say, yeah, but Brother Shannon, I've been in church all my life, been going since I was nine months old. Been before nine months old, I was going to church ever since I was in my mama's womb. But I promise you, somebody told your mom and daddy. Salvation comes by hearing. Salvation comes by hearing the gospel. Salvation does not come by being good. Salvation does not come by works. It comes by faith alone and Christ alone. Look at, look at the next verse. Notice what it says. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And you say, you stop, you stop and you say, well, see there, they need me. We need you to come and talk to them. Every single one of us who have trusted Christ as Lord and Savior, the Bible calls us ambassadors of Christ. 
God made us spokesmen of His. God made us heralds of the good news. You and I have a message. We have a message of how Christ found us when we were in rebellion to a holy and righteous God. And our message is nothing but other than Christ saved me. Our message is, look, I was lost, but Christ saved me. I was a rebel, but Christ saved me. I was hopeless, but Christ saved me. That is the message the world needs to hear. And it says, how will they hear unless somebody tells them? And there we sit. There in our circles and in our spheres of influence and in our where God has each one of us planted those ministries that He has entrusted us with. This book tells us that we have got to take the message to them. It says, it says, however, they did not all heed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So notice verse 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. There is salvation in no other name. There is salvation found in no other way other than hearing the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of God convicting us of our sin and our desperate need of a Savior. And His Spirit coming and bringing us from death to life, the mystery. Mystery that we don't completely understand and comprehend, but we by faith believe. Guys, this book, this book tells us so much. It, it, it teaches us so much. It shows us we are we stand before God without an excuse. We can't say we didn't know now. We can't say, hey, I didn't know now. No, every one of us, every man, woman, boy, and girl, the Bible says, has to give an account of their lives one of these days. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then there's going to be a judgment. And at that judgment, what matters is what you did with this Jesus. What did you do with this Jesus? The question that every individual has to make. Doesn't matter what mom and daddy did with this Jesus. What did you do? Doesn't matter what friends and family did. What did you do? See, that's it's a personal relationship. It's a personal salvation. God is speaking to us individually and drawing us to Himself. Let me ask you: Are you a Christian? I pray that you are. I pray that you know Christ. I pray that you have trusted Him as your Lord and Savior, and you you've, you're you're I pray that you're not trying to do this on your own, that you're not trying to save yourself and to forgive yourself. And uh, Listen, I get it. You can look at this and view it as nonsense. You can say, you're just one of those holy roller preacher type. Yeah, I, I guess. What if you're wrong? What if he was right? Eternity's real and it's forever. The Bible's clear. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The worm of the never dies. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? The gnawing. Forever and ever and ever. The gnawing. The, the ache and the torment of knowing that, you know what, I said in a, in a sermon, and I'm not saying this to scare a soul. I'm just telling you, that's what... 
I don't know other, any other way that the worm never dying that's spoken about. When Jesus talks about hell, I don't know any other way that that gnawing can be presented other than every time you ever had an opportunity to repent and turn and trust and you looked at Jesus square in the face and you said no. Can you imagine how for all of eternity that must eat at you? Can you imagine having, knowing that, you know what, I literally stat, sat in the presence of the gospel message being preached and I looked at that great love and that great grace and I rejected it. No one made you. No one made you. Every person, salvation is offered to every human being in, that's in this room. Salvation is not being withheld from any person. Clearly read, whoever calls on the name of the Lord to be saved. Can you imagine forever and ever and ever separated from hope and separated from God hearing those words, hey you. Jesus loves you so much that he literally came to this earth and he died on a cross so that you could be forgiven. I hear you, Jesus, but I reject you. Don't reject Christ. Don't reject Jesus. Don't reject what he has done for all of us. I was a kid, I was nine when I got saved. Nine years old when I trusted Christ as my Lord and Savior. I hadn't done a lot of bad. I just never trusted Him as Savior. I was nine years old. I, what do you do bad before nine? Uh, I wasn't in jail, so I guess I wasn't, hadn't done anything too bad. But you know what I had never done? I had never said, Jesus, I admit, I trust, I believe you are Lord. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Come into my life and be my Lord and save me. Nine years old, vacation Bible school is where I was. I don't know where you was. I was at vacation Bible school. We all know what that looks like. I literally went back into the room on, a, on vacation Bible school down a red dirt country road, white church that would turn dusty orangish red every time it'd get dry and the dust would go up. I went back into class one night, not wanting Jesus. I wanted a sucker, a blow pop. That's all I wanted. But I had a faithful teacher who knew what that book said. How will they believe if they've not heard? And how will they hear without a teacher? How will they hear unless someone tells them? She changed the conversation quickly from, is that what you really want? To sitting there sharing the gospel with me, and as a nine-year-old kid, I trusted Christ as my Lord and Savior. The Bible says, at that moment, your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. You are brought from death to life. You are adopted, and you are made a son of His. My life, my eternity, my direction, my everything, forever changed because of Jesus. The nine-year-old boy wanted a sucker. What God wanted was me to trust him as Savior. 
Are you a Christian? I just gave you my nine-year-old vacation Bible school story of how I trusted Christ as Lord and Savior when I was nine. What would your story be? Many of you around the room are thinking about that revival or thinking about that sitting at home, reading your Bible in bed at night or that faithful teacher or that somebody. Many of you are going back. When I say, what was your story, you're going back. But then there may be some of you that's sitting there saying, Brother Shannon, I don't have a story. Well, if you don't have a story of when Jesus brought you from death to life, then you're lost. If you don't have a story of when Jesus found you and brought you into his family through faith in him, then you're not a Christian. The Bible says, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness, and with his mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. You know, that's it's interesting. That statement. You know what rejecting Christ really means? It's saying, look, I believe that this world has more to offer than you do. Jesus says, whoever believes in me will not be disappointed. On us this morning, bow your heads. Everybody, just bow your heads right there. Quietness and the stillness of this moment. Are you a Christian? Have you trusted Christ to be your Lord and Savior? Many of you have, but if not, if not, is the Spirit of God convicting you? The Spirit of God showing you, hey, uh, you're not a Christian, but, but listen, you need to be. Jesus died for you. Jesus died so that you could be forgiven. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, why not sit there now and stop rebelling against Him and simply surrender to Him and say, Jesus, I believe that You are the Christ. That You are the Son of the living God and I repent. Ask Him to save you. Ask Him to forgive you. Put your trust in Him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will not be disappointed. Repent. Say, Lord, I admit and just admit what you are. Ask, ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. 
based on the authority of Scripture, whoever calls on the name of the Lord to be saved, Jesus. You hear people, maybe even around this room this very moment, that are saying, Jesus, I don't understand it all, but I, I ask you to save me. I ask you to be my Lord. I, I repent. I ask you to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. God, you hear their prayers. And based only on the authority of your word alone, you told us that whoever calls on you will be saved, Lord. You hear their prayers. You hear their heart. You see their brokenness. You see their desire. Lord, I pray for each person. Holy Spirit of God, you know those that trusted you and those that have trusted you and those that are still rejecting. Holy Spirit of God, draw sinners to yourself for your glory. Give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to stand this morning. If you trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, let somebody know. Let somebody know. Here's the deal. Let somebody know. Let somebody know. saved we are without him how lost we are but with him with him with him with him we have freedom we have peace we have hope we have forgiveness we have christ we are brought in we are grafted in to the body and to the family of christ so glad that you're here this morning appreciate y'all coming and supporting those in baptism thank you for um it's a good day. It's a good day. Good morning. Good first service. Good Sunday school. Good good time to be in God's house. Those of you that are sticking around, and everybody's invited. Plenty of food. Promise you, plenty of food down there. You can grab a plate and go. They got lots of plates ready to grow, ready to go if you want to. But um, it's down there. Spaghetti and different things. So that's available down there. Don't forget, women, women, women. The women's event coming up pretty quick. You can go online buy tickets. That's available, and that's for all the women in the church. 
it's a big deal. They usually fill the gym up with, I mean, it's kind of a cool night. So anyway, you're all invited. Don't forget Wednesday. All right, Wednesday's for all of us. Y'all come. Y'all have a good, good Sunday afternoon. Let me pray for y'all. Father God, we love you. God, I thank you for your word. God, we don't have to wonder. We don't have to guess. You've made it clear. We have to simply trust. Trust in you, Jesus. Not in our ability. Trust in you, Jesus. Lord, I don't know where this room is. I pray right now that every person, this is my selfish prayer, every person in this room is a believer. That's my prayer. But God, only you know. Draw them to yourself, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.